God bless you. Wherever you are today, welcome uh, this morning, this afternoon, midday, evening, midnight, wherever you are across the globe. Thank you so much for joining us here. Simon Pinchbeck and myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, and this is Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. And this is another podcast out of the series of Fighting Talk. But the title is, I'm Saved, But What Now? Simon, God bless my friend. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Good morning, everyone across the world. And it's ex- I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this message, Ben, to be honest with you. Because, Amen. Um, you know, the, the, the Lord just sort of downloads stuff, doesn't he? And um, this, yeah. is, uh, this is going to be an interesting one this morning. Um, and it's in the series Fighting Talk of Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. And really, you know, it's all about um, uh, knowing who you are in Christ really. do you know and, and who are you uh, yeah uh, and, and we can you know talk for a long time on, on that stuff identity but you know people get saved it happened to me Ben you know I got a, a, a guy you know spent a lot of time with me uh, walked with me yeah. took me to church uh, eventually I, you know I, I made a commitment to the Lord and then it was like I was on my own do you know oh it was on my own, and and uh, fortunately for for me, I, I had that desire to keep going back to that church, and eventually did a, something called an Alpha course, a Christian course called called Alpha, and uh, understood a lot more about this Christian thing, because um, I think a lot of us, when we make a decision for Christ, we we're not quite sure what we're getting ourselves into, but we know we you know we know we have to walk away from the past and embrace Jesus Christ, but. What, what does it all mean, Ben? You know, mm, where church, do we go? The church is really good about talking about discipleship, isn't it? Because that's what you're saying, isn't it? You got, God drew you into the kingdom, God brought you, God saved you, and then you had someone to walk with. But then suddenly there comes a point, doesn't it, when all the, when all the glitz and the glamour goes away from it and you're standing almost in the wilderness and what's next, Lord? Well, yeah, what now? What, what is this about? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, is, what is this story, Lord? Christianity, what's it about? And sometimes you can feel quite lonely, can't you? Ben, you're exactly right. You know, uh, I heard a story about um, uh, a guy, um, a gang member who'd, who'd gone into uh, into a church, he'd given his life to the Lord, and he thought he was going to get baptised into a family, but he said the gang was more of a family than, than Interesting. What, yeah. Really interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah. So in, in obviously we know what what gangs are all about, but within that unit there is a there is a sense of we got each other. Oh. We've, we're responsible for each other. We got each other. We got each other's life covered. We're 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 a tight knit, tight knit. But the church, you know, God dear, it's quite loose, isn't it? It's well, it's loose with its tongue and its lips, and it doesn't produce what it speaks about. Because it, you know, quite frankly, and we'll talk about this more and more, but. The majority of the church ain't got a clue mm. about how people live outside real of the life. church. In real life. Real you know? life yeah. scenarios, real authentic situations, going through what we're going through at the moment. Is the church relevant to what is happening at the petrol pump? No. And even, you know, even... In the food even, aisle. Even on them Alpha courses, you know. I went. I was in the, uh, the home of the Alpha course, which yeah, is only truly yeah, yeah. prompt, and there was about four or five hundred people, all, all in little groups. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're together, right? And you you've got that sense of family in those little groups until you're not together until, until the last the end, session. Until the last bye. session. Yeah. And then it's bye, isn't it? And then uh, you're in the wilderness. So many ministries yeah. 
bring you in, draw you in, offer you the world, and then suddenly, the last day, the last moment, you leave the venue and you're back to where you started. You're back to where you started of this. And, and what's next? Because is the massive... We'll sell you the dream. I learned a massive lesson because... I, and, it, and it hurts me to say this because, you know, I took my youngest son who was struggling with uh, cannabis addiction at the time. I took him yeah. to on an alpha course. And the addiction was broken, bless him, and uh, through that course. Excellent. And, and he gave his life to the Lord. Um, but I didn't, I was still young in yeah, this yeah, faith yeah. thing. And mm. I didn't realize just how much he needed discipleship. I, I, whether it was from me or, or from, but but he then went back into his world, mm. and he got absolutely hammered, Ben. Because it, it, it he, happens. You, know, he, it, you can go, you can you can go even deeper than what you was before. Because I think what happens is you you get into the bubble of church, and it looks so great and so powerful, which we know that it is to Christ Church. We know that, but we are sold a different church to what our heart is really looking for. And we get to the end of the course, you get to the end of the ministry, you get to the end of it, and it's like you're just thrusted back into culture. And what you was doing and what you were studying is is not really relevant to your life situation at that time. Well, you come out amongst your so-called friends and say, oh, yeah, and I found Jesus. Yeah. Well, you're in a dark world, ain't you? you know, a lot so of how does Jesus fit world? on this building site today? Get back on a forklift and, and and keep your mouth shut and get on and do that. It's so far removed, isn't it? Ministries from the real life scenario situations. Working in a warehouse, working on site, working in an office. I've got your line mate. manager's not bothered at all if you follow Jesus. Just no, get your work done. No, I've got a, a, a mate, Rendon Baker, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, and uh, he um he listen, he's a uh, bricklayer, builder, site yeah. former, whatever. He's uh, he gave his life to the Lord, and uh, next week he, the van comes to pick him up to take him to the job, you know. Yeah, and he's sitting yeah. in the back of the van, and they sling him a load of pornography books, you know, a load <laughs> of girly mags. Get yeah. your eyes on, have a look at that, Renton, you know. And he goes, "Oh, I, you know, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I'm, I'm what I, be- I believe in yeah, Jesus, yeah, and uh, you believe in Jesus, yeah, yeah. It's all about love, fellas. The the van came to erupts a, a massive stop, stop." Bang. You know, and, and everyone went, what? What? He's right in the lion's mouth, isn't he? Yeah. And the church doesn't the church. prepare you nah. for living a life outside. Yeah. What they next? Don't. What next? Because living in the wilderness is 98% of a Christian's life. The wilderness is a place of strengthening, encouragement, endurance. But the church tries to sell you a dream. A Disneyland dream. Well, what it says is pink and fluffy. When actually, it's enduring. It's hardship. So when I've done all these courses and I've done and I've been to these lovely manor houses and you've done the course and you've been to these churches and he's got all these hundreds of people in and it's like you're sitting and listening. Yeah, but how does that really fit in in the workplace? How does that really fit on the street? How does that really fit at the school gate? And it can, it can push you back. It can push you back to a place of going, what's this church all about? Because it doesn't fit with the tarmac of life. It doesn't fit with the grass around me. 
how do how do I how do I relate? How, how do, do I, I open up to these to these yeah. people and tell them you know because believe me they there's nothing more than they want to pull you back into yeah. the darkness probably that you've that you've mm. come from. Uh, and church is a Christian bubble. It, without a shadow, it's a Christian yeah. bubble. And don't really prepare people for living uh, as a Christian in the world or in any environment that, that yeah. you, you should be in. Because it's, um, you know, you're so, when you first come to Christ, you're so full and yeah, exuberant yeah, 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 yeah. and you want to tell everybody. Uh, and you can't understand why people go, What? What are you, 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 you nutcase? You what? know the, you don't understand. You can't understand that. Get back and bake bricks. I remember Exodus. Um, <laughs> I remember one of the guys at Holy um, Trinity Brompton, Jamie Heath. He, he, he was a lovely fellow, he, but he, you know, he brought up uh, in in the church and, and whatever. And he was a great guy. He said um, his car broke down in a place called Stockwell, South London, which is a bit of a dodgy <laughs> place. Uh, and uh, it was a summer's day and it was four guys uh, having a beer uh, outside a pub and he called over to him excuse me guys uh, you want to help me with the car you know in that lovely Christian <laughs> yeah, way that they've yeah. got excuse me fellas you want to help me, help me with the push the car and they went do one mate <laughs> can you help me push the Porsche on your bike mate and he went what what wasn't used to it wasn't used to it wasn't yeah. used to it I, I fully I fully grasped that I've, I've, I see that so loud and clear so that that is the question, isn't it? I'm saved now. I've been on this course. I've done that theological degree. I've been trained up as a pastor in in college, but now I am thrusted into the real world. So what we learn and what we're taught and what we're shown at college, at universities, doesn't always fit. It's not saying that Jesus doesn't fit. We're saying what we are shown and what we are exposed to isn't completely real life scenarios no because what happens <laughs> what happens what people are not discipled in the fact that what happens when you do give your life to Christ you're now separated from the world yeah, yeah. yeah. you're separated from the world and you feel that you feel different you got to live different you got to live differently and you're expecting everybody that in your work environment, in your house, in your home, in your college and university, to be like you and to be the people that you've just done a 12-week alpha course with when actually their language is nothing like it. They don't understand what you're talking about. As far as they're concerned, you're just you're just another Bible-believing nutcase that goes to church. I, I, I remember uh, being <laughs> in a church and... Um, uh, and they just they just spent a week at New Wine, a place called oh, uh, New Wine, which gosh. is uh, 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 you know yeah. just a big Christian gathering. You know? Elite. Uh, and uh, Simon, you should have come with us. Oh, it's a little bit of heaven. Blah blah blah. Hang on. Yeah, look, we you come. You know, you come, come back. Around, come back to my life. We'll dodge the shopping trolleys as we walk down the streets. We'll. We'll look at the broken windows. How how does that car fire? How does that helicopter at night hovering over that the estate? How how does the police sirens equate? So there's two different worlds, isn't there? Well, actually, I'll probably say there's three. We've got the kingdom of God, which we know. Then we've got the bubble of church. And then we've got this world that we're thrusted into. You know, so it's trying to learn to live very different. So as the title is, I'm saved, but what now? So what I'm taught and what I'm guided through, and we thank God for all these courses, they have their place, they have their structure, and that is great and wonderful. 
but suddenly you feel like when you've done all this Christian stuff, you're thrusted back into the world and what you've been taught doesn't fit with the scenario of life, don't fit with the shopping trolley. Yeah, the alpha course don't fit in the shopping trolley of life. All of a sudden, you you, you know, your, your eyes are opened. All of a sudden, mm. you know, oh, that's wrong to do that. That's wrong to do that. And? And, and all of a sudden you become, if you're not careful, yeah. you become this judgmental sort yeah. of person who's casting judgment on people who Everywhere. only a few weeks before you was doing exactly you the same thing. You were doing the thing. same deal. There's not, yeah. there's not a, a course that integrates you into no. society and and that's the it's a transitional period and i think that's where the church and religion has failed because it teaches us it, it shows us that this pink bubble cloud this fluffy stuff this elite circle because there are layers there are cultural layers in church as well certain movements won't lower themselves to certain estates and certain areas they, they, they won't enter into certain arena, arenas of life. They keep themselves at an elite level. So what we find is that we have an issue across the board of church, like what we've just come through, COVID-19. If the church taught right across the spectrum of church of how to live in a crisis, many Christians would be a lot stronger than what they are in their faith now. Not because God is weak, but because the church hasn't taught real, sound, clean doctrine. Yeah, true. It comes back to fact. Teach the Bible, and you will create warriors. Teach the Bible, yeah, and 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 follow Jesus, and use Jesus as as your example. Yeah, but it's not. It's not happening, is it? That. No. So we find in the a mass percentage of believers are going into these ministries, going into churches, week and and time and time again, and just being having their back scratched. And being well, boiled up to part with some cash. And there's another important point there. And and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're bringing people in to to uh, uh, I, I guess uh, tie into the church or fund into the church. But also, if you've got half a story, uh, if you're someone who's had a had a bit of a life and had all all of a half a story, they want to push you up there. Because it's newspaper. They want to push sells. you up there, and they want you to, you know, to... Come and know, share your life. And all of a sudden... You become this... You know, you've... I know, no, because I've been through it. And, and it's a life that I didn't really think was too... But all of a sudden, people go, wow, that's... Wow, look what God's done for them. But... Look what they've been through. But... <laughs> Actually... The sad thing is... You're only there next for week. a season yeah. because next week someone else is up there. Got a bigger and, story. And you're looking around <laughs> and thinking, well, last what week, about me? Last week you was all about me. This week you're all about this. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, and I've seen many people mm. fall off the edge. Because, because you've been left again. You've, you've been, been left, left again. again. You've been used to like as a, a commodity to get to move to get this movement moving forward to yeah. get their notoriety and their that name in lights they you so it's almost like pyramid selling isn't it it's like we'll 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 use this to get that once we've got that we'll knock them back we'll and we'll, we'll it's like the youth church the youth church has dropped a certain age bracket off the peg so you will find that there are many ministries driving 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 we've got to get the youth got to get the youth got the youth got to get the youth they don't know one end of their elbow to the other at the moment, a lot of youth. 
but we're leaning so much into them as spiritual leaders when actually the older generation that the church has left are wise, are learned, are schooled in life, have an experience. But the eyes of the church, a lot of it is we've got to get a youth pastor. We've got to get a youth ministry. You have introduced a subject there which um, uh, (laughs) is... is, Because youth sells. Skinny jeans sell. But Ben, you if you look, you know, any Christian job magazine, ninety percent are for youth workers. Yeah. Uh, and here's the deal with youth workers, you know, youth the youth in your church ain't gonna be there. No. It's gonna go. You know, it's they're gonna, gonna go. go. But you have people in your church that are there week in, week out. And that older generation that's that come generation through, that could mentor that poppy generation yeah. that, that that we are we are yeah. losing a generation, aren't we, in this nation that have been through wars, that have been through all types of atrocities that God has equipped and strengthened the the older Bible teachers, those that have experienced life, and then suddenly what we want is this polished youth leader, sharp as a pin to look at but can't punch his way out of a paper yeah, be bag. be very careful. Be very careful with, uh, with, with youth leaders. I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen so many that really are on the wrong path. So, you know, I've seen so many youth groups where people have gone, this is a great youth group, where people just go and dump their kids off, yeah. pick them up. A this is a great babysitting later. class. It's a babysitting class. But it's also, you know, oh, we're bringing the youth off the street. Well... Hang on. Hold on a minute. You know, Hang on a minute. I've done some some youth yeah, yeah. work in a church, and yeah, you bring the youth off the street, but all of a sudden, two cultures clash. Yeah, and yeah. the ones on the street take the ones out of the church, <laughs> totally, and put them on the street. They're the ones, they're the know, ones smoking. That are, they're the ones having a fag. They're the ones who who are sexually promiscuous, and they're the ones that are living real life. They're living a real life. They're living in the real arduous get by a world and this youth bubble it's like it doesn't really exist it looks great on screens doesn't it it looks great up the front for a moment because it is just a moment but there is a generation now is uncountable men and women that are well educated in the word of god well schooled wise really gone through stuff and it seems to me that over the last few years the church has like close the door to that a certain band of age and focus completely on nappies rather than wisdom do you know what <clears throat> i was with a, a a guy that you know they lauded this youth uh, movement <laughs> yeah. they called it you yeah, know yeah, um, yeah. in north london and um it was a church leader he had a picture about 80 kids you know on, on the, the wall on the wall i said to him how many of them are still with the church? He said two. Goodness. It's so two. fact, though, isn't it? And then when I started to, not with him, but yeah. but I started to mention this to people that knew that youth movement, they'd yeah. say to me, "Yeah, well, this, so many yeah. youngsters were hurt through that youth movement. It's, yeah, you've got to be so so careful because the one thing that is forgotten in all of this, the one person that is forgotten yeah. in all of this is Jesus. Jesus Christ. See, people will go, "Well, what about David? He was a, hang on, no, David was anointed young, and he was called young, but he had to wait until because there's a difference between 
being young and being a leader and being young and know that you're anointed. So David had a arduous journey where he was anointed at a young age and he was called, but he still had to go through the process before he came a leader. Mate, do you think, you know, let's, <laughs> you've chosen someone there, Ben, but, you know, he didn't have an easy life. His life was... That's what I'm saying. His life was, was tough. But he was anointed early. Well, he had to walk through he all this stuff. He had to go back. Where did he go back to after his anointing? He went back to the field. And he made some bad decisions. He did. Some really bad decisions. But he's still under the hand of Saul. He was still under the hand of his family. He still was under that position. So we we have a crisis within the church, within itself, because it is spiritually weak, not because our God is weak, but because of what we're talking about. Many are saved but what now? But what now? Yeah. This ministry that I thought was cutting edge, it literally is just hot air. So this course <laughs> is just hot air. So what we have been, we have, you know, we have ministries that go around, picking mm. it up, and knocking on people's doors. Yeah. And with a set of questions. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm sure they. You know, they. Uh, Ask people, and, mm. and you get people on the doorstep making a decision yeah. for the Lord. <laughs> but what now? But what now? I'm saved, but what now? Come to church and we give you a course. Now, in a minute. Church, I've never set foot I've never in been church. in a church. I want to know, can Jesus break this addiction? Oh, we don't talk about sex in the church. We don't talk about... Oh, no, we'll, we'll do it a different way. Are you coming back next week? Will you? Are you going to disciple these people, or are you just ticking the can box Can you feel the can Just you? tick in the box and we take a picture and or whatever, you know. I, I don't know. I, I, I seriously don't know. I, I pray to the, to the Lord that these people that that make a decision on their doorstep are, are discipled in some way. But but it's that that is a continuum that has to happen all the time. And discipleship and and spiritual directorship. Oh my goodness! I was with someone the other day that was telling me about all that sort of stuff. You know, it is Christ that is your spiritual director. Christ. He, and I don't even like to use the word spiritual director. It makes me want to cringe. You know, he is God. Well, let's that have a look. Fact. Let's let's. He's God. He's not a director. A statement, uh, and let's have a look at a bit of scripture which Come describes all of this. If we go to, and I think it's probably one of the most important verses to live in a Christian life. It's we're going to the book of Philippians, which was written by Paul the Apostle. And we're going to chapter 2 yeah. and verses 5 to um, 13. And and we'll just go through it, Ben. Come on, then. Let's have it. And the first one goes, Let this mind <laughs> let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So oh, all of a sudden, we're being told that you've made the decision for the Lord, so Christ is in you. Right, okay. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So what we're saying is, <laughs> this is... Taking on... This is God in, taking in on human no, form. Taking on no notoriety, taking on nothing. No. Completely opposite to what we see in certain ministries, certain areas where where the leader is lit up like a Christmas tree. Look at what the scripture says. He has taken on 
just an appearance of as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to what? Death. And then... Hang on a minute, death? <laughs> he humbled himself and becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. The worst way a human being could ever leave the earth, the crucifixion. That's a showstopper, isn't it? This is... When you look at that scripture, who being in very nature... God, God, did not consider, goodness gracious, it's actually stopped me reading for a minute because my eye, God is opening the scripture. Rather, he made himself nothing. Made himself nothing. So I am a human being, so I am nothing. That's quite brutal, isn't it? But I am everything in him because when we talk about this scripture, it is doing one thing. It is nailing the flesh to the cross because the flesh is nothing. You said it, Ben. You said it. We are nothing without Christ, but we're everything with, with him. Christ. With Christ. So, so it's obedience and surrender makes me realise that I am nothing in the flesh, but I am a son and a daughter of the living God. So I am so even a child if, of the if, living God. If someone comes to, to faith in Jesus Christ... Even if you don't, you know, if you just tell them this, go through this one scripture with them, they'll understand Jesus and understand who they are in Christ. Exactly. Because it, it goes on to, verse 9 says, therefore. So wherever there's a therefore in the Bible, you've got to make sure that you know what it's there for. So he says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, Ben. So this is... This is so from verse 7, it says, rather, being, uh, rather he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant. Yeah. So suddenly he is a, this God that said, let there be, before any word was spoken and before the stars in the heaven, before anything, he was just their trinity, deity, then suddenly creation, then suddenly the fall, suddenly this God has got to come and show us redemption through Christ. So suddenly this be, this God humbles himself and becomes nothing and becomes a servant in the earth suit, the opposite to what we know that's happening in ministries. He was a servant, became nothing, died a, being obedient to death on the cross, but then he's been given this name so this is the jesus that you've just given your life to right this is the jesus that you have just accepted into your life as your lord and savior he is the god of the the, the earth but he's come down as nothing yeah. and humbled himself on the cross for you for you for you he's come down into this world that he created that was fallen that is blasphemous that just wants to tear him and don't believe in him he created the non-believers. He created this. This he, he put everything into being. Now he's had to come into the world. He uses Mary as the dressing room to present himself to the world. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So this God presents himself to humanity as a child. He grows up in a household that was wayward and all over the place. When you look and study that, he didn't choose Buckingham Palace. He chose... And a young woman that wasn't married, 
that was going through everything that Joseph's, I'm going to divorce her. What's been going on here? Um, Christ chooses all these lowly situations, these low points, but then suddenly, as he is into this world, when he acknowledges the Father, it changes everything. And he lets himself be put on a cross for your sin. For your sin. And they're still mocking him as he breathes his last and says, "It, Father, forgive them, for they know no what they do. That's it. So this God... He's the lowest... He's reached the lowest point you'll ever reach. He's ever gone from the highest point... To the lowest point. To the lowest point. And have all of the spiritual entities as well as the human aspect, staring at him on the cross. And the only one that couldn't stare at him because of mm-hmm. our sin is his father. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And he gave up. He was separated from the father at that point because of the our separation, sin. You can't grow... You can, you theologians spend a lifetime studying this cross and the, and, and the separation and and the not separation, but the separation and the deity and the power and and everything. Can you imagine the spiritual atmosphere? Let alone the soldiers and the Pharisees and the Sadducees all cheering, even when it starts early on. Give us Barabbas, and then suddenly we have our Lord and the God of creation on the cross, on the cross, uh- killing himself. And because he took his life, and because he was obedient, and because of not my will but your will be done, because he went through that, the Father give him a name which is above all names. And Ben, this is this will get you because that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every knee will bow on the earth under the earth through of the those earth. in heaven and on the earth and all those under the earth and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is lord to the glory of the father now what does that word lord mean ben oh god Silence. every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is lord what does it mean it means he's the boss He's there, the, there, he's the he's the man. He's there, the top man. He's the he, boss. He's the he, you know. Putting it in my language, he's the daddy. He's the governor. Yeah, he, he is. He's the he's the top cat. He 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 is the. Let me put it in scripture. He is the great I am. He is the head of the church. No pope. No bishop. No pastor. No leader. No one is the head of the kingdom of God. Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So. There are people putting themselves higher that wouldn't even, couldn't punch them way out of a spiritual paper bag. But people that won't bow the knee to Jesus. Because of when you bow the knee, you what? You give yourself over. It's not about me. There are so-called Christians that will not bow the knee to to, There are leaders, there there are controllers across this platform of church that will not bow the knee. Because when you bow the knee, you have to let your ministry go. Totally. You're you have exactly to die. Right. When you bow the knee, you, you, and give, how many people, you give him... You give him it. You give him your life, and you give him the rights over your life. 
you give them the right to tell you what you're going to do and enable you. Yeah, I would like to put it do. like this. If this is, if this could be a way of putting this, there are many people in leadership positions that are only in that leadership position because of their parents was leaders and because they got money behind them. And you can do anything with money. You can do anything with education. So that we are, we have a church culture that we have a mass percentage of leaders that have not been called. They have been placed by CVs. Let me ask you this, Ben. Do you think that church has separated Jesus the Saviour from Jesus the Lordship? They have. So we want you to be saved, but now we're exalting you. We're exalting you. Instead of... God's calling you. And how many times do we see the advert, the spill? How many times do you go by these big billboards with, where you've got the pastor and his wife? You know, come to our church. Come to our ministry. Where is Jesus? Where's the picture of the cross? When you, there are certain cultures, certain ministries out there that promote the ones that built the pyramid. Uh, well, then, well, then that's a serious... Who statement, built? Ben, but but it is the truth because you know they are worshiping someone else. These people because everyone likes a little bit. Well done, God, you're great, you are, and it goes to your head. It goes to your head. And it goes to the flesh, and maybe yeah, maybe. So suddenly, when you look, when you look at great ministries across the globe, it will never exalt that leader. It will always speak about Jesus. Because the leader is what? A servant. A servant, yeah. We've just read it in the scripture. You've got to humble yourself and become a servant. You've got to be insignificant in the crowd. You can't be looked at and be defined by notoriety. Great leaders clean toilets. Great leaders work ungodly hours without anybody knowing. Great leaders are fighting bears and lions. Great leaders are shepherds. But very interesting, Simon, when we talk about David, David was a shepherd. But when you look at a shepherd, and the scripture talks about a hired hand, a herdsman, we have herdsmen in pulpits. They look like a shepherd. They carry the same label as a shepherd. But a shepherd really can lead the flock. A hired hand is only in for a while. And there are many hired hands that are taken on the label as a shepherd and they can't shepherd because they're only hired. How are they hired? Because they've got a stipend, they've got a church manse, they've got this, they've got that. Someone left the church a massive legacy, so there's money in the pot. It's a career. So we have lots of herdsmen, but no shepherd. Where are the shepherds? And so when you've got a situation like that, they're not going to teach this. So then we come back to... They're not to going to teach this humbleness. They're not going to teach this every knee. Every knee bow. Bow. And every tongue confess. And then, yeah. and then he goes on, Ben, and, and this will uh, get you speaking. And this will get you talking. Because he goes on to say this. He says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed... So he's talking to the Philippians. And, and, yeah. and they yeah. obeyed, not as in my presence only. So he's saying, not only when I'm here have you obeyed, but how now, much more in my absence, Oh, much more in my absence, you're still obeying, but he says this to him. He says this, and listen to this. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, 
For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, Ben. Oh. Uh, and the sad thing is we have many churches, cultures, ministries, I, be, I guess, that, that want to do works rather than... Yeah, doing the mission rather than... Yeah, mission-driven rather rather than gospel-focused, and, and yeah. I, I guess there, I, I, if I was if I was to put it, um, I think what we need is the church to come back to foundational doctrines. You're one hundred percent right. So you've got churches that have gone off and have been mission-driven rather than. Christ constraint, do you know, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah. which is back to basis, which is back, back to, to the back. Doc, doctrine. You you cannot work your way to no, salvation. Yeah. It, it it don't matter what you do. You can do good works. You can good, do good deeds. You can go off. Look at that. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. There are many ministries, but they're not driven by what? Driven by love. People might laugh and snigger at this, but this is fact. The scripture says this. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude. But also it tells you this at the beginning of the text. Without love, you can be the most giving person. You can give yourself to charity. You can surrender your body to the flames. You can do this, you can do that, but without love. So what is love? God is love. So without God at the centre, you can do the most charitable deed across the earth. You can surrender your body to the flames. But without love, it's meaningless. God is love. So without God, and there are many ministries, many churches claim to have God, or to have, let me use this word, Jesus, but the scripture says, there's many Jesuses will come, but there's only one Messiah. And it's about surrender. It's about obedience. It's about, oh gosh, this is a big subject, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. So we find ourselves, as what Simon said, I am saved, but what now? What ministry, what orphanage am I going to go and build this year, Lord? What? But I don't want you to build, I don't want you in over there. Why have you... That is not what this means. This work out your salvation does not mean... You go out and, and build work, a ministry, build a ministry, and, and work and work and work. No, it means it means let Christ work in you, work in you, and 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 you work out. You work out. You this work word it of out. God. You, you work study it, out. it. You read it. But it, this is not taught, Ben, is it? It's, no, no. it's not taught. It's not discipled. No, uh, I think want, the word discipleship has been misused, hasn't it? Come on a discipleship course. I need discipling all day long. I need talking to all day long. Come do a 12-week course, and then we throw you out, and, and then the, we get another lot in. Ben, I'll, I'll say this. The bigger the church, and we're talking, yeah, you know, big yeah, yeah, churches, yeah. big the more less, dangerous. The less, more dangerous. And the less time mm. you have to work out your oh, salvation. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. you will be... I, I used to see it all the time when I was looking after men's groups. The, the, the worst churches for men's ministry were the big churches. Mm. Why? Because time, I'd, yeah, exactly. money, I, business, I would, I would say to, to the guy that was 
trying to do it, uh, you'd say, yeah, but we've got this course this week, and then th- th- then they'll be taken off to do that, and they'll be taken off to do this, that, and the other. Yeah, they're, so it's road mapping. They're, they're working. They're so, working. So, so there there is a there is a planning, and obviously planning is important because God planned, God spoke everything into being, and there was order and structure. But there comes a time when the planning and the spreadsheet gets put under the desk, the Bible is opened, and we go, God, what do you want us to do? There's a big possibility that God will go, close this ministry and come and follow me. Bang, God, I built this. Exactly. Close this. Finish this. I want you just to lead in your family. I want you just to be a son. I just want you to... I want to be a son. I want you to be be a a daughter. daughter. Don't you realise that your salvation cannot be achieved through works? Mm. It it cannot, Ben. No. None of us are holy, sanctified, Ben. Yeah, it's quite interesting. There's a big press, and there's been a big press out in the culture of church about prophecy. Almost everywhere is offering prophecy courses, prophecy schools. When you look at the prophecies in the Word of God, they're warnings. Prophets were very unusual people. They was like ostracized. They was like, what? Eat, what? What? But what we got today is prophets and prophetesses living up the glamorous lifestyle. Ben, the prophetic has word be, for you. become the pathetic. I've it got really a word for is. you. Yeah, yeah. And, and How many times? I'm tired of that. One, but I've got a word for you. Hang on a minute, I'm trying to listen to Jesus. But you're you're crowding me out with that prophecy, don't line up with that prophecy. So you can have all this stuff. So there's another thing about ministry, isn't there? Come to this course, do 12 weeks, and we'll, you'll leave this place with a certificate and you will be a prophet. Hang on. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And you're none cold. of it works like that. And, and Ben, here's the deal. You will not find... One scripture in this Bible that tells you you can get to heaven through working. No, you can't for building massive you congregations, you, massive there's, ministries. There's loads of scriptures that tell you in the Bible. Um, I will build th- that my you can, church. Do you, that, that you cannot. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I don't know Romans three. Uh, 28, 27, 28 says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded by law of works? No, by the law of faith. Galatians 2.16, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, Titus 3. It all, they're all saying you cannot mm-hmm. come your salvation through works. Because if you could work your salvation, and here's the deal. So we say to someone, I say to someone, um, have you ever thought, uh, where you go when you die and what happens to you um, well I'm a good person I think I'll go to heaven you know I, I, you know, I look after dogs and pets and I've looked after my family and, and all that I'm sort of stuff I'm the warden at the church I put out the, ch- I put out the flowers yeah, I, I, I do, do this, this I do that. if that is the case I if do. you could go to heaven through that then, then God the father made the biggest mistake in the history by oh, putting yeah. his son on the cross. Yeah. If that is the case, yeah. and it's not the case, it's not the case. You cannot work your salvation. You have to accept Jesus Christ and do what it says. Yeah. Humble yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to use a name here, not because he's on the other side of the desk, but there was a conversation in the in the Bible between a, a young man and the Messiah, and he said, "Simon, Simon, 
Do you love me? Yes, Lord, I'll die for you. Simon, Simon, do you do you really love God, you know I do. But when the rooster crows, when the rubber hits the road, when when life comes in like a flood, when the enemy's chasing you down and when your towel's on the line, but Lord, I'll die, I'll fight for you. I'll go to prison. Lord, I will, I will, I will. Lip service doesn't cut it in the arena of real life. When the girl sees him sitting around the fire bin and goes, you're a believer. We've seen you. No, not me. Denying Christ. There is so much to get out of this. If the church, the broad brush of the church, and forgive me for those that are bringing great teachings to the UK, and may God bless you in your ministries, but this, you won't even be affected by what we're saying because it is the only ones that are being affected that are building their own church will start to spit back at us. And those that are really pressing the gospel will go, yeah, praise God, it's all about Jesus. This is the danger, Ben, with with these mission-driven churches, the churches that have grown very large on the back of social justice, which say, we're going out to feed the poor. Yeah. You know, we're going out to yeah. we're, we're 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 going out to change lives. Mm. Ben, to be honest with you, you know, unless you're giving them the gospel, William Booth said this. You can take a man out. William Booth, the, the founder of Salvation Army, said this. You can take a man out of the gutter. You can feed him clothing, give yeah. him a job, and send him to hell. And that's what will happen and unless you're yeah. giving the unless you're with these mission-driven churches. Unless you're actually giving people the gospel, you, you you're you're in a position where you might make their lives a little bit easier but you're gonna they'll they'll end up in hell the gospel has to be shared sharpening the double-edged sword he's come to judge he's come i haven't come to bring peace who said that jesus i've come to bring a sword i've come to divide yeah, I hear it all There's the time. There's division. There's division. Ben, I hear it all the time. I, oh, my wife went out with a church to, uh, I hear it, uh, to to feed. To, to, they've made they bake something for the for the. But they're going to give them out. Well, great, you know. But great, and I'm sure that's wonderful. But unless you're giving them the gospel, unless you're bringing them into the kingdom, then 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 you're just as you could be just any other uh, nice person organization just giving out a, a, a mate of mine who had a few quid blessing me he's passing out uh, down in, in in london said to me i had a little van at the time he said to me simon he said uh, I've, I've bought a load of sleeping bags and i want to go out and and give them to to the homeless i said he said will you come down with your van i said yeah derek you know we'll, we'll, we'll do that <laughs> so i went down to sloan square where his offices yeah. were piled this van up with sleeping bags and we went round giving out these bags finding <laughs> po- and I knew a few of these uh, I'd recognised them I knew a few of these homeless people because they hang around the church a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, early, and a couple of weeks later I said they still got the sleeping bag oh no mate I sold it I sold it and bought some puff yeah. that was a right um, result have you <laughs> what happened to the sleeping bag oh someone nicked it and we had a fight over it yeah so uh, if you give the gospel <laughs> The gospel will change that person. You you have to give. You have to give you, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have hit the nail on the head. Totally. If you bent. give clean, sound, clear doctrine, but we are frightened in the hashtag of the UK to give the gospel because we we, we, don't, we don't want to upset anybody. Don't tell them they're a sinner. Don't tell them that you can't live in See, that lifestyle anymore because we need the pound sign. Jesus Christ, who we've spoken about Preach. today, and this is the, the the God that came down and humbled Himself that they did not come to to 
to cure poverty. He didn't come to cure poverty. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. lost. He came to change the hearts of men. See, if you change the hearts of men and you that, put Jesus inside of them, then all that poverty stuff will we'll change. Get, we'll change. Seek ye first we'll the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. God has to be first. Not mission. No, not, not mission. mission. God has to be first. God is the one that saves. God so so preaching the gospel, what we need what I would love to see across across this nation is preachers and teachers preaching fire. Literally fire. Telling me that if I don't change my lifestyle you know, telling me I've got to live right, telling me, speaking directly into my heart, not telling me that this time next week you'll have five grand in your bank account. I want to know that if I don't sort my life out, if I don't follow this Christ, if I don't make these changes, if I don't let him in, if I don't surrender, there's trouble, not trouble from the devil, the wrath of God, his holiness, his power. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't got to worry about the devil. no. I've just got to understand what Simon has said. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's all you've got to worry about. Don't worry about Lucifer. He's, he's chicken feed to what's really coming. To what's really coming. Yeah. Uh, this, this guy, Jesus, who, who every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. Yeah. The church has been he's preaching coming a, back. a fluffy Jesus. He's, been, he's coming back. But he's not coming back to save. He's, he's coming, coming back. back. For judgment, and when he sits across from you, and those red eyes are burning into you, oh God, oh and Lord, help you, us! You know where were you? Well, uh, you know, I, I I thought about you, Jesus, but you know, but you're my mate, aren't you? Aren't you my mate? It's quite interesting, isn't it? You, you, he separated you when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. He separated you for the kingdom, mm. and and your mission then yeah. is to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Through Christ yeah, yeah, in yeah. you, yeah, not advance your own kingdom. It's quite interesting, isn't it? If if all the denominations preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, there wouldn't be denominations, would there? Because everyone says we're the church. We are. We are the Church of England. We are the Pentecostal movement. We are. There are many naming and claiming, but not many preaching. You can give the lip service, but are you really? preaching doctrines of grace are you really preaching you know fire are you really you know god lord i ask you father now lord that for anyone that says that they are a preacher or a teacher or or whatever leadership they're in please i I want you god to strip me back because this is i'm going to say i'm frightened I'm not frightened of what this world is happening. I'm not fearful of what is happening around the world. I'm not fearful of the devil anymore because God has really stripped me back through lockdown and really showed me that the devil is under my feet. I don't need to even talk about it anymore. I don't even go into a prayer meeting for 24 hours fasting and prayer and getting the devil to get him off my towel. I've just got to make sure that I know my God because there's a judgment day coming. And is your name stamped in the Lamb's Book of Life? You won't be able to blame Lucifer. I chased him all around the world. I chased Lucifer everywhere, but do you know me? Do you know me? Do you know me? Yes, Lord. Philip said, show us the Father. And Christ went, I'm standing before you, son. But show, I'm, I'm here. But show us. Simon, how are we going to land this one? 
I don't know, my friends, that uh, you you certainly need to know your, the word of God. That is the truth. Matthew seven twenty two said, "Many will come in my name, but I'll turn them away because I'll say you never knew me." And I, I would say, get to know, seek the seek God's face. Yeah, through His Son Jesus Christ. Seek Jesus and uh, let Jesus grow inside of you, and don't seek big ministries fancy ministries titles where have you got to work out your salvation in fear and trembling where have you got where you are wherever you are yeah in your home your next door neighbor in your street in everywhere you are you can have a go for jesus seriously that's where you work it out that's where you show the world who jesus christ is exactly where you are in your town your village your city your street wow yeah start with the person next to you that's what I'd say God bless everybody thank you Simon you've been listening to us here at hashtag Christian Straight Talk you can find the book on Amazon the first one is out hashtag Christian Straight Talk and it is men's talk but it fits the sisters as well and the oh, women I just want to say one point on that go bro uh, go go yeah, just uh, uh, I gave um, a guy bought a book the other day and said he gave it to his wife and his wife said I understand you a lot more now through reading this book. Praise God. There you go. Grab the book. Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You can find uh, Straight Talk. Straight Talk, sorry. You can find it on Amazon. Easy to find, easy read, simple, but powerful book. Not because it's about us, but because it's about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Have a great day. Wherever you are across this beautiful earth, do not worry about the world. Do not worry about what is going on around the world. Just as Simon said, well, as more than what Simon said, as the scripture said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We will catch you very, very soon. In Jesus' name, have a great day. Remember, you are saved. But what next?